parables, he moved on from there, coming to his hometown. He began teaching the people in their synagogue, and they were, everybody shout, amazed. The Bible declares that they were amazed. Where did this man get this wisdom and these miraculous powers, they asked. 55 says, isn't this the carpenter's son? Isn't his mother's name Mary? And aren't his brothers James, Joseph, Simon, and Judas? Aren't all his sisters with us? Where then did this man get all these things? 57 says something interesting. And they took offense at him, but Jesus said to them, A prophet is not without honor, except in his own town hmm, and in his own home. So they honor me everywhere else except when I come home. Interesting. And he did not do many miracles there because of their lack of faith. Um, Book of Mark, chapter number 6, picks up on this same story. And Mark says something interesting, a little bit different than what Matthew says. Whereas Matthew says he did not do many miracles. Mark is going to highlight the fact he could, everybody shout, he could not. That, now, that's, that's a strong statement. He could not do any miracles there except lay hands on a few sick people and, and heal them. Everybody shout, that's interesting. Father, I want to thank you for this opportunity to encourage, uh, minister, strengthen the house of God on today. I'm asking you, Lord, that you would let the words of my mouth, the meditations of my heart, God, that they would be acceptable and pleasing in your sight. God, I'm hiding myself now behind the cross that men may not see honor. Give glory to Greg, but all honor, all glory goes to you. Strengthen this vessel of clay now, and it is in Jesus' mighty name. And everybody says, I want you guys to um, just travel with me just for a moment. There's something that God has kind of uh, stirred in my spirit that I believe is going to be a blessing. I believe it's very applicable to where we are as a ministry, as well as what God is doing in your life individually. So watch this. In the book of John, chapter number 14, verses number one, Jesus says something to his disciples um, that's challenging. He says, do not let your hearts be troubled. He says, I don't want you to trip. I don't want you to go into shock. And the reason he, he prefaced with this statement is because he's getting ready to say something that they do not want to hear. He says, do not let your hearts be troubled. Verse number two, the reason he says that is because he's going to say, I am going away. I am, I am going away. Now, this is something that I've taught in the house, but I just want to reiterate it. Um, the fact of the matter is that all loss points to grief. A loss of any kind produces grief in your soul. So we can see that with death. When, when, when somebody dies, when someone leaves us by death, you go through these changes in your soul simply because you are grieving. But the reality is any type of loss causes grief. Some of y'all got fired on your job and you was tripping and didn't know why. You was grieving. Grieving. Now, some of you guys, you didn't get fired. You, you retired. <laughs> yeah, and you were trying to figure out why I'm, why I'm acting the way I'm acting. Well, any loss produces grief. You're actually grieving. Yeah. My, my dad is the only person who I know retired and didn't grieve. 
because he quit one job and picked up another one. It's like he never stopped working. <laughs> Some of you athletes know what it's like, what, whether your career ends with, with uh, 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 high school or college or whatever, when you actually stop that physical training and that, that preparation to do what you do, your, your soul goes through this shaking because you are grieving. The disciples are going through the potential of grief, and they don't like it. Because Jesus has showed up in their lives in an amazing way. And now Jesus is talking about he's going to lead them. Where are you going? He says, I am going to prepare a place for you. 16, he gives them encouragement. And this is the encouragement that he gives them. He says, and I will ask the Father and he will give you. Everybody shout another. Shout again, another. He says, he will give you another advocate to help you. Uh, uh, to help you and be with you forever. Here is the advocate, the agent that he's talking about. Verse number 17, the spirit of truth, the world cannot accept him because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him for he lives with you and will be, he will be in you. So this past weekend, we um, tackled a pretty challenging subject that I, I haven't really dealt with on a Sunday morning. Usually that's kind of like my Thursday night Bible study type deal, but I felt led by God to deal with um, this subject of the Trinity on Sunday morning. And one of the things that I wanted to do was just kind of free you guys a little bit of the pressure of trying to explain something that's unexplainable. Um, the, the scripture teaches that when Jesus come, I'm going to pull off this mortality and put on immortality. I'm going to pull off this corruptible flesh, and he's going to clothe me with a glorified body. Now, watch the wisdom. I don't comprehend how that's going to happen, but I do apprehend the fact that it's going to happen. What it's going to feel like, what it's going to look like when this flesh is coming off and he's giving me a glorified body. I don't have the comprehension, but I do have the apprehension. Well, when it comes to the Trinity, I really don't comprehend how one God manifests himself in three distinct persons, but yet these three distinct persons are yet one God. I don't comprehend, but I do apprehend the fact that that's what the scripture teaches. So, when we look in the text, Jesus is God, the Son, and the disciples, these 12 disciples have God literally walking with them every single day. And how many of you guys got the experience that Jesus has made a difference in your life? Well, these boys have Jesus walking with them every single day, and they doing some crazy stuff every day. I'm talking about if you, if you were Jesus, you ain't never hungry. If a man can multiply a, a few fish and, and loaves of bread to feed 5,000 5, people, not including the women and the children, ooh. Look, look, the only way the disciples weren't fat is they walked everywhere. <laughs> That's the only reason they wouldn't be. They walked everywhere. <laughs> so when Jesus is talking to his disciples, here is the encouragement. He says the Father will send another. In, in the Greek, this word another means of the same type, of the same function. So although I'm no longer going to be with you, the Holy Ghost of God will be on the inside of you. And so the idea of this term another is what I've done with you, he will do with you. 
how I have been with you, it's almost like he uses it in a reflective term. So in essence, if you can, if you can point back at the things that I did for you, you can expect the Holy Spirit to do the same thing for you. Are y'all with me? Y'all trekking with me so far? So I want to look at a couple of texts that the disciples could point to to say, okay, if Jesus was there like that, then I should expect the Holy Spirit to be with me like this as well. In the book of Matthew, chapter number 8, verse number 1, the Bible declares, when Jesus came down from the mountainside, large crowds followed him. A man with leprosy came and knelt before him and said, Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean. Verse number three, Jesus reached out his hand and touched the man, and Jesus said to him, I am willing. This is encouraging to the disciples because Jesus is saying that the Holy Ghost of God is going to be in you. So there's never a question, can God do it? But oftentimes in our minds, we ask the question, will he do it? And he's saying that the Spirit of God that resides on the inside of you, not only is he able to bless you, he want to bless you. Everybody shout, God wants to bless you me. So this is encouraging so far to the disciples, just reflecting on the idea that just like Jesus was both able and willing, if he's going to be in me, if the Spirit of God is going to be in me, not only is he able, my God, he actually wants to bless my life. Can somebody say amen to that? Now watch this. Uh, uh, Matthew chapter number eight. Yeah. Yeah. Push me then. I like it. Verse number 14 says, When Jesus came into Peter's house, he saw Peter's mother-in-law lying in the bed with a fever. He touched her hand, and the fever left her, and she got up and began to wait on him. Look, look at this picture that's being painted. Jesus is hanging with Peter. And because Jesus is hanging with Peter, anybody that's connected to Peter gets blessed because who Jesus is hanging with. So he's saying, just like folk around you benefit from our relationship, when the Holy Spirit arrives within your human spirit and you carry him around, people will know there will be a difference, a distinction about you because of what's living on the inside of you. Somebody shout, that's good news right there. Let me show you another text, Matthew 8, 23. Then he got into the boat and his disciples followed him. Suddenly a furious storm came up on the lake so that the waves swept over the boat. But Jesus was sleeping, 25 declares. The disciples went and woke him saying, Lord, save us, we're going to drown. He replied, you of little faith, why are you so afraid? Then he got up and rebuked the winds and the waves and it was completely calm. This is good news if I'm Peter, if I'm, if I'm John, because Jesus is telling me, just like I calm storms then, you got something on the inside. Y'all ain't following me. You got something in you that can calm storm. My God, today. You got something in you when you walk in the room, it will shift the environment completely. You got something in you that can settle raging arguments down. Just like I calm storms, he will as well. I'm almost where I'm going. Matthew 14, 25, shortly before dawn, Jesus went out to them walking on the lake. When the disciples saw him walking on the lake, they were terrified. It's a ghost, they said, and cried out in fear. But Jesus immediately said to them, take courage, it is I, don't be afraid. Lord, it is, if it is you, Peter replied, tell me to come to you 
on the water. Yeah. If I was a disciple, this would be like the one thing for sure I'd be tripping on because, man, sure, I walked on water when I was with Jesus. Man, if you leave, bro, I ain't going to be able to walk on water no more. Jesus says to him, come. Then Peter got down out of the boat. So in essence, Jesus is comforting their hearts, and he's saying the Father's going to send another. That term another is same type of. So if you can mentally reflect on things that I did for you, how I empowered you to do supernatural things that you couldn't do within your own strength, that's, oh, my God, same God is on the inside of you is going to empower you to do those things. Somebody shout, that's good. That's good. But here's the good news. Here's the real good news is that what he's saying concerning the disciples, we living in that dispensation right now. Isn't it interesting because I, I grew up, I grew up, I grew up, I grew up, I grew up in the church listening to all of these miraculous stories, both Old Testament and New Testament time. And I remember distinct moments that I would look back and, and I would see Moses uh, uh, lifting in my head, lifting the rod and the Red Sea, splitting hither and thither. I'm, I'm looking at Joshua in the text and he smites the water and the, and, and the Jordan River splits. And I'm looking at all of these wonderful things and I'm saying to myself, my God, I wish I lived in that time. I, I'm, I'm looking at at situations with Jesus doing all of these miraculous things, feeding the 5,000, uh, cleansing the leper, restoring eyesight to the blind. And I'm saying, I wish I lived in that time. But if you read the scripture right, all of those boys back then really wish that they lived in. I want to help somebody. Watch this. The Bible declares, Bible declares in 1 Corinthians 12 and 3, wherefore I give you Wherefore, I give you to understand that no man speaking by the Spirit of God calleth Jesus a curse, and that no man can say that Jesus is Lord but by the Holy Ghost. So I'm telling you the same Holy Ghost that Jesus is talking about concerning his disciples. If you are a believer, it lives on the inside. Everybody shout, he lives within me. Romans 8.16 declares, the Spirit itself beareth witness with our spirit that we are children of God. The reason you are a child of God is because the Holy Ghost of God lives on the inside of you. And if the Holy Ghost of God lives on the inside of you, what he's saying concerning the disciples, it applies to your life. What's on the inside of you is not only able, but he is willing. What's on the inside of you, everybody around you should benefit from it. What's on the inside of you has the power to calm storms. What's on the inside of you has the ability to stretch you so that you can do things supernaturally you couldn't do within your own strength. Somebody shout, and it's is so. But here's the better news. I told y'all that I looked at the Old Testament saints and the gospel writers wishing that I could be in that day when Jesus was in physical form, being in that day when the Spirit of God was doing such miraculous things amongst the prophets and the patriarchs. But the Bible declares in John 14, 12, verily, verily, I tell you, whoever believes in me will do the works I have done. They will do, my God, the Bible declares, even greater things than these. So if you walked on water, he's able to do greater. If you cast out demons, he's going to do greater in you. Every Everything that I did with you in the earth, because God lives on the inside of you now, everybody shout, it's going to be greater. It's going to be greater. It's going to be, it's going to be greater. It's going to be greater. 
It's going to be greater. It's going to be greater. It's going to be greater. I feel good. I just feel good. I just feel good. It's going to be greater. It's going to be greater. Oh, watch this. Watch this. Last night I showed them my moves. It's going to be greater. It's going to be, it's going to be greater. It's going to be greater. It's going to be greater. It's going to be it's going to be greater. It's going to be, it's going to be, it's going to be greater. It's going to be, everybody shout, it's going to be greater. It's going to be greater. Eyes have not seen, ears have not heard, neither have it entered into the hearts of men. The things that God has prepared for you. Everybody shout, it's going to be big. going to be greater. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. You mean to tell me that Jesus, all the crazy things that we read about in the text, he wants to do that plus? He wants to do that plus. It's going to be greater. Now, now, let's, let's, let's stay, whoo, let's stay here. Let's stay right here and hear what he said. But then let's look at the church. You're going, I got to. I got to. I hear what you said. I, I got a couple of guys that's reading um, uh, a couple of systematic theology books with me, and one of the writers we were reading about last week, he literally said the Spirit of God was at a particular level in the Old Testament, that dispensation. And on Acts 2, he arrives to a place of manifestation that he has never been at or manifest in the earth before. And then after Pentecost, it diminished and continues to diminish now. I said, play, I hear what you're saying, but you're lying. I know you're educated, but I was a doctor too. <laughs> so, so, here's my conclusion. Um, Jesus says the Father will send another. If we can look at what Jesus did and was able to do, then we should have an expectation of what the Spirit of God within us is able and willing to do. Does that make sense? By the same token, if we can get an understanding of what prevented Jesus from doing all he wanted to do. Then we might be able to parallel and understand why the Holy Spirit might be doing all that he is able and both willing to. Can we look at the text, y'all? Let's do it. In our foundational text, we see Jesus in a position and we hear words about Jesus that no other scripture describes or explains when it comes to the Son of God. 
I mean, nowhere in the Old Testament, the Psalms, historical books, Pentateuch, none of these books talk about the limitations of Jesus. None of them. All of them speak of his power and his ability and his willingness to bless people. Even the Pauline epistles and the other general epistles, all of them talk about the power of God. And the rest of the text within the, uh, 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 the, the, the Gospels all talk about what Jesus is able to do. But I find in this one little passage in Matthew and Mark that somebody highlights not just that he wouldn't, he couldn't. In Matthew 13, 53, the Bible declares when Jesus had finished these parables, he moved on from there, coming to his hometown. Now, it's going downhill from here, and, and, and there, there's, some, there's some connotations, there's some, there's, some, there's some lingo that the gospel writer is trying to get us to understand from the very beginning of the story. Because when you're around family, there's this familiarity sometimes, there's this comfort sometimes. So he comes home, and he began teaching the people in their synagogue, and they were, everybody shout, they were amazed. Now, this word amazed is not like, wow, that, this ain't that. This word amazed, like, I can't believe you're doing it. <laughs> you try that? <laughs> not I'm happy that you're driving. I just can't believe that. You try that. You live in what neighborhood? <laughs> oh, you somebody married you? <laughs> I trip you. Oh, okay. What? They were amazed. Here's the questions: Where did this man get this wisdom and these miraculous powers? Where that come from? Isn't this the carpenter's son? That's Joe. That's Joe boy. Ain't that your boy? Didn't he grow up driving nails? So how did a carpenter wind up? Hold on. Isn't, isn't this Mary's boy? <laughs> what, what about this boy? Hold on, hold on. I, know, let's, I just want to make sure. That we, we talking about Joseph, Mary, boy, and, and he got a brother named James, Joseph, Simon, Judah. We talking about we, this, this same Jesus we talking about. I just want to clarify. Then don't it, the one that's got the sisters too. <laughs> I want to make sure we're talking about the same person because yeah. I grew up around him and he looked like he was going to grow up to be this. I grew up around him and that kid there yeah, didn't look like he was going to be doing this kind of stuff. Aren't all his sisters with us? So we, we, got, we, got the, we got the right one. We got the right one. It's, it's Mama Mary, Daddy Joseph, these his brothers, these his sisters. We got the right one. So here's the question, latter part of 56. Where then did this man get all these things? How is it, knowing his family background, is he blessed with this type of spiritual power? Understand, God will do it just like that. Matter of fact, many of you all right now got the testimony, you don't look like what you came from. Man, I'm going to be honest with you, it's, it's several of y'all, it's several of y'all. Y'all got up and y'all told y'all testimony, I'm like, are you serious? I re oh my God, I remember the first time 
Jeff gave his full testimony. <laughs> like real talk. He, that, that's a wise man. Because he gave his testimony after I had let him preach. <laughs> Bro, had you told me all that, you would have been on... <laughs> You would have been under the review for another six, seven months. You know what I'm saying? My man don't look like what he been through. So they said, where then did this man get all these things? 57, this is so good. And they took offense at him. But Jesus said to them, a prophet, ooh, is not without honor except in his own town. I'm going to tie that word back in, so I want you to hold on. Everybody shout honor. Shout again, honor. And he did not do many miracles because of their lack of faith. And so, so the gospel writer is tying um, the lack of honor as, as the foundation of them not believing in him. It's going to make sense in a minute. Mark chapter number 6 declares he could not. Everybody shout, he could not. Whereas Matthew says he would not, Mark says he could He. Could not. Watch this. Uh, Monte, come here just for a second. Come, 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 come. Out. Right here. Stand right here. Kent, my man, come right here. Stand right here. <laughs> yeah. Just stand right there. Yeah. I have to call different people because I had one couple, they had threatened to start sitting in the back if I called them one more time. I'll tell you who it was. But they're like, Pastor, I ain't sitting in the front no more. <laughs> Don't be walking and parading me around. I just want to get this word, so leave me alone. So I made a promise to myself I'm no longer going to embarrass them. I need you to see this. Which one of y'all going to be Peter? <laughs> you going to be Peter? Ooh, okay, you be Peter. Because he's the Pharisee. No, you're worse than the Pharisee. You don't folk from Nargopoor that don't believe in your boy. Because I feel you, I promise you, none of my classmates thought I was gone. <laughs> now, now, hold, hold my hand, sir. Hold right here. So, if I'm going to play the part of Jesus. God literally manifested in the flesh. And because you got God walking with you, you able to do and experience things that you can't do on your own. Never be concerned about storms in your life. Because if a storm arise, I got you. Never trip about external relationships in your life. And this is what the enemy would want you to do. He would want you to actually depart and actually put space between yourself and people that you love who giving you trouble. But the wisdom is, because I'm with you, when you show up, I actually show up. And when I show up, I fix things. 
there are going to be some times when you're going to go through some challenging situations, and you're going to even test me, and you're going to be like, all right, God, now I know this crazy, yeah, but if this really you, let this happen. And you know what's going to happen? You're going to walk on water. <laughs> you know why that's going to happen? It's not just because Jesus is with you. It's because you have an honor and a respect for him. And because of the honor and the respect that you have for him, it gives him full ability and capacity to exercise in your life. Does that make sense? Look at Pook in them, y'all. Come on, Pook, give me your hand. So Pook in them. Watch this. Same power that's there is right here. Ooh. And man, I, I really, I really wanna, I really wanna be the one to help you to calm storms. I really wanna be the one to help you to supernaturally do things that you can't do within your own capacity. But there is something that you're not doing or something that you actually is doing that's causing a dishonor and I thrive in atmospheres of honor. Matthew says wouldn't do. Mark says couldn't do and I believe that that might be the proper translation couldn't do. How, how many y'all, how many y'all like me, you don't go places you tolerate it, you only go places you celebrate it. So I, I've been invited to places to go, and they invited me just out of guilt, because, you, you know, it's like, hey, 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 sir, hey, I'm, we, we want you to come with us. And I overhear it, and they're like, you, you can come too. <laughs> he was like, I ain't showing up there. Because I'm going places not that I'm just tolerated, I'm celebrated. Because when I'm celebrated, you see a side of generosity out of me. When I'm celebrated, you see a side of love and compassion out of me that you just won't see when you just got me in your life and you tolerate me. So Jesus says, I, not that I don't want to, I can't do nothing because I only thrive in atmospheres of honor. So Jesus says, I'm going away and I'm sending another. And what you expected out of me, you should be able to expect out of him. He's going to cause you to do supernatural things. He's going to calm storms in your life. Your li people in your life are going to be, their lives are going to be better because he abides on the inside of you. So in atmospheres of honor, I want help. In environments that honor him, those are the environments that you see manifestations happen in a crazy way. Now, let me clarify this. He doesn't manifest himself the same way in everybody. So I can't look at him and say, I like how God used him and I want to be used like that. No, 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 no. He's going to use you, manifest, bless you the way he wants to bless you. But when it comes to me, come on, somebody. In this atmosphere of honor, I can expect the same thing. But when the, whole, the same 
Holy Ghost of God that abides in him now abides in him. And there's a possibility that the spirit wants to, but actually can't. Because the spirit, just like Jesus, thrives in an atmosphere of honor. And if you are living a life that dishonors him, you are actually handcuffing the greatest power in the entire world. Am I making sense? Thank you, gentlemen. Thank you, gentlemen. You happy? <laughs> I love y'all. Y'all know I love y'all. I want you to see this. I want you to see this. Ephesians chapter number 4, verse number 30. The Bible declares, do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God. How many know what it's like to be grieved by something? Now, now real talk. When, when you grieved, when you grieved, you don't, you may still act, but you don't do all that you could do to act. There are times when I made a promise I was going to take my wife on a date, and that girl did something to grieve me. Monte, I still took her out, but I wasn't as loving as I could have been, because I was grieving. Yeah, we ain't going to Ruth's Chris. We going to Waffle House. <laughs> you ain't getting no roses, carnations. <laughs> Holy Spirit wants full expression. Because, because, go ahead and go there, Pastor. Go, I don't want to go there, but I'm going to go ahead and go there anyway. So if you are one of those individuals and or churches that know what it feels like to have a full expression of him, but you got some grief now in your life, you do either one or two things. You fix the grief or you fake it. And it's a lot of believers that's faking it. I'm in the house right now. It's a lot of believers that's fake. It's a lot of preachers that's faking it. Power is not showing up the way it could, should, or desires to because there's grief. Okay. Auntie said talk about it, so let me talk about it. If you praying for me, if the spirit wants me to fall down, you ain't got to push me. Let me tell you something. If the spirit wants you to fall, you can lock your legs all you want. <laughs> You're going to fall with locked legs. If the spirit wants me to speak in tongues, you ain't got to teach me. Just say, she coming in a Honda real fast. She coming in a Honda. She coming in a Mitsubishi. She's coming in a BMW, Nissan, Mercedes, Benz. Ah, yeah, Benz, 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 Mercedes, 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 Mercedes. Adi, 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 Adi. <laughs> tell you something. If he, if he want me to speak in tongue, you ain't got to teach me. 
So what's happening is you're seeing ministries and ministers that have grief in the house or in the house, and the Spirit of God is not doing for them what he wants to do, so now I got to help him do. So I ain't just praying for you. <laughs> you ain't got to do all that. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, get the grief out of your life. Get your grief. Ooh, I'm, I'm telling you, I'm soaking on the word. I'm still soaking on the word because the man of, I, I, March, listen, I don't know about y'all. Matter of fact, y'all need to. Y'all need to go back and listen to the messages in the month of March. Every, matter of fact, that's your home, that's, that's one of your homework assignments today. Will y'all do that? Y'all lying. <laughs> yeah, just, just say I'm, I'm a try, Pastor. <laughs> No, 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 real talk. I really want you to, because each of those, the, 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 the men and the women of God that communicated, um, it wasn't just a good preached message. It was literally a prophetic word for the house. I, I'm, I'm going back. I've gone through and I'm going back again, extrapolating the things that God actually said are getting ready to materialize within my personal life and within the house. And every word continues to say that God is going to manifest power in a crazy way. I keep hearing that. So my question is, watch this. Do I have to provoke God or do I have to let God? I don't have to provoke him to do something that he want to do anyway. All I got to do is just get out of his way so he can do what he wants to do. Say it again, Pastor. God wants to do some amazing things in your life. All he needs you to do is take the handcuffs off of him so that he can do it. Are y'all with me in this place? So just like, just like, just like the, the, the Jesus' hometown people, the Nazarites, they grieved him. And because they grieved him, he would not and could not do mighty works in their city. He just healed. Now, they did have some things that happened. The Bible declares that he healed a few folk. He laid hands on a few folks. But in comparison to what he wanted to do, he could not. And many of us as believers with the Holy Ghost of God within us, it's not that we're not seeing manifestations. It's not that he's not blessing us. He's just not doing it to the degree and capacity that he wants to. So Paul gives us this encouragement. He gives us this encouragement and he says, and do not grieve Holy Spirit of God. And I love Paul. I love Paul because he doesn't leave this, this phrase in, in ambiguity. He goes on to give us the understanding of things in particular that we as believers do when we grieve him. So all we got to do is actually read the rest of the tape, the text. 31, he says, get rid of all bitterness, rage, anger, brawling, slander, um, along with every form of malice. Now, let's break that down. I want to just deal with bitterness for a second because you want, really want to know what bitterness is. B bitterness, bitterness is just simply, um, it is rehearsed disappointment. That's all that bitterness is. Your soul is bitter when you sit there and you process it. Over and over and over and over and over again. Let me tell you a little story I'm going through right now. Um, got this little deal, got a contract, everything is everything. Um, this guy, he owes me $1,300 right now, today. Like, well, he actually been owed it to me. He owed it to me, and he ain't, he, he ain't paid, he ain't paid me 
He ain't paid me yet. Like he owed me. Like I performed my services, but you ain't, you ain't gave me my money. And I'll be honest with you. I've been thinking about that $1,300. I've been thinking about it. I've been thinking about it. And the more I think about it, the madder I get. Look, this is my first time me even telling my wife because she was going to make it worse. <laughs> when I tell my wife, she gives me thoughts to help me be bitter. <laughs> so y'all hearing it for the first time, and she is too. <laughs> I ain't gonna even look at her. <laughs> watch this, watch this, watch this. this. This is what I did, this is what I did. Um, I said to myself, in order for them to be doing that, they, they're really not trying to be mean or spiteful. They're in a bad situation. So this is what I did. Now, now I need you to hear, my, hear the wisdom. I start praying for them, and I've been praying for them. I pray for them this morning. I pray for them, pray for them, pray for them. Now watch this. The prayer is not negating the conversation I'm gonna have with them. It's not going to negate that. It's just going to help me do it in a better spirit. I'm trying to help somebody in here. I still got to make a move. I still have to make some decisions. But watch this. Be not deceived, for God is not mocked whatsoever, man. That shall he also. So with that negativity and that, that nasty attitude that they're giving me, they're sowing seeds that they're going to reap. What the enemy wants me to do is have a bitter spirit to enter into this nasty cycle that now I'm sowing seeds. Come on, somebody. And although I'm going to get my money with that bitter spirit, I'm going to get my money with the bad harvest. So I choose to pray for them, and everybody shout, sincerely. God, please don't let a piano fall on their head. Please don't, God. I'm sincerely praying for them um, because I need to keep my spirit right. And that's one of the ways I keep my spirit right because I got to make a decision. I'm, I'm going to make a move, but when I make a move, I want to make sure I'm in the spirit and not in my flesh. Does that make sense, everybody? So this bitterness, it is when you replay and you continue to rehearse this negative scenario. I chose to stop thinking about it that way. And when you do that, you are actually grieving the Spirit of God. Rage, anger, brawling. When, it, when I saw brawling, I had, to, I had to just, I went to the dictionary just to look it up to make sure that that's saying what I'm thinking. He's saying, y'all ain't here fighting. <laughs> y'all fighting. Y'all fighting. Y'all fighting. Y'all fighting. Y'all fighting. If I hit this man, which I'm not, calm down. <laughs> if I hit this man, I just hit somebody who God loves. So you don't think that that's going to mess with him? When one of my kids attack another kid, whether you feel it was justifiable or not, it grieves my heart because two people, not only, not, not only two people, who I love are fighting, but you have actually hurt somebody that I died for. And he's saying, you're doing stuff to, 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 to grieve me, slander. You talk, when, you, when you're gossiping about them, you're grieving me. When you're talking about them as if you ain't got nothing, you could be talking about yourself. You grieve me. 
every, I like this, every form of malice because we got something we can do that you, you know, you, you know when you do. <laughs> Yesterday in the meeting, uh, so I, I was talking to Sister Kathy. Sister Kathy rolled her eyes at me. She, I'm talking about, I don't even know how her eyes, did. her eyes came out and did this. <laughs> her eyes did the cabbage patch, y'all. And it was funny, we were, just, we were just, you know, making fun. But I could see being in an argument with Sister Kathy and her eyes go. <laughs> Every form of malice. This is what he challenges you to do, 32. Be kind and compassionate. That's what I want you to do. Be kind and compassionate to one another. Forgiving each other just as in Christ God forgave you. So here you are holding something against them when I got all these goodies on you. And if I forgave you all of that, you mean to tell me you're going to hold them for what again? He goes in verse, on in verse number five, verse number one, follow God's example. Therefore, as dearly loved children, th this is good. And walk in the way of love just as Christ loved us. And what did he do, y'all? What did he do? Gave himself up for us as a fragrant offering and sacrifice. You know what that tells me? Is this going to be a sacrifice? Yes, it is. How many know it's a sacrifice at times not to go off when you want to go off? It is. Girl, if you, if you only knew how I am hurting not saying what I want to say. I got some strong witnesses up in here. <laughs> Let's look at this. Verse number three, he says, but among you there must not be even a, everybody shout a hint, a hint of sexual immorality. Let, let me, let me, I'm coming back, but I want to read this. This is something that we highlighted on yesterday that really blessed me. I believe it blessed the people. This, matter of fact, let me go around and throw in the plug. This is a, a thought out of my book. coming out in the month of July. Buy one for you and your friends, family members, the Nazarites. Watch this. God made sex drives, and when those drives are aroused, they are meant to end in a climax. So the goal is not to try to avoid a climax, but rather avoid stimulation. Y'all should have been snapping up in here. Y'all just should have been snapping. So if, if it's my goal to stay sexually pure, the goal might be sexual purity. The plan is simply avoid stimulation. So with certain stuff, for sure, I just, I just don't watch even though I want to watch it. I'm be honest with you. I tried so hard to watch Grey's Anatomy. I did. I was enjoying it. This is good. I did like this. <laughs> then I fast forward it. Then I turn my head. <laughs> Sometimes I had to turn the sound down. <laughs> then that thing just started messing with me. And I said, you know what? It's a sacrifice, but it's a worthy sacrifice. Can I talk to y'all for a minute? Let me talk to y'all for a minute. I want to be grown, not nasty, but I, I'm, I'm going to be grown. Uh, the scripture describes sexuality as a fire. It's a fire within 
your bosom. And watch this. This fire is controllable, either A, through discipline, or it is controllable with the water your spouse provides. Problem is, we feed the fire. <laughs> and when you feed the fire, discipline becomes very difficult. And there are times when the fire gets so big that your little spouse's water ain't enough. <laughs> so you might have dashed it, but I need another dash somewhere else. Y'all looking at me crazy. I ain't studying none of y'all. So Paul says that this sexual immorality is one of the things that's grieving the Holy Spirit. And some of you are like, well, I'm just, I'm just going to try my best not to. I'm going to try my best. It, it ain't about not to. It's about going to the very root and avoiding all sources of stimulation. Anything that has the ability to, 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 to increase my desire Come on, let's be real. There are some of y'all, you got friends in your life that's too fine. Oh, y'all gonna do my, I'm gonna come on down here. I'm gonna come, I'm gonna come on down here. All right? <laughs> I'm gonna come on this. No, I'm, I ain't gonna mess with y'all. I'm gonna come on this side over here. Watch this. Average brother, let me just talk about the brothers because I know the brothers. Average brothers, average brother has a type a complexion, a curvature count. What's that? You know, bam, 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 bam. You understand? Bam, bam, bam. And you got a friend that you trying to be friends with that's your type. Now, how that's going to work? How that's going to work? She is too fine to be, do that thing you be doing. My, 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 my Lord. <laughs> Next time she try to be your friend, just walk away and say, my, my, y'all help me. My, 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 my say that thing. Oh, y'all. Yeah, So, 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 some of y'all are like, okay, God, I'm not. I promise, God, I'm not. I promise, God, I promise, God, I promise, I'm not. I'm not. But every time you're around you, your temperature is rising and rising and rising. And the sex drive is God-designed stimulation to end in a climax. So if the end goal is not to act out, then I shouldn't be focusing on the goal of just not acting out. Let me go to the source and do diligence, remove all things of stimulation in my. Let me tell you how easy this thing is. Um, JP, you'd be proud of me. Be proud of me, bro. All week, I ate no sweets. Can y'all give it up for your boy? 
I don't know you, but she, she nodded her head like, wow, that's a surprise. <laughs> wow. <laughs> you don't look like you ain't ate sweets. <laughs> look, all, all week. You know what I did? I ate all the sweets last week. Okay, let me say it better than that. I got rid of all of the sweets last week <laughs> by eating them. So I talked to my buddy, talked to my buddy, my accountability buddy, and I said, uh, uh, man, I'm, I'm done as of today. And he laughed at me. We was on a Zoom call, and he laughed at me. I said, for real, I ain't eating no sweets for the next X amount of days. I ain't doing it. And he laughed at me. But he didn't know what I did. I got rid of everything. So the temptation ain't even there. So I've been good all week. Till last night. Man, let me tell you what the devil did, man. The devil. What's the name of that cake? That per, strawberry per, per what now? Y'all know that, that cake with them big, them real strawberry? I ain't talking about them little Walmart strawberries. I'm talking about that. Like they went to the strawberry farm. <laughs> I go home, I've been good all, I'm talking about all day yesterday. I go in just to get me uh, 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 some water, and that cake looked at me and said, you know you want me. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I sure do, come on, let's go. I was successful because I was able to remove all stimulation. And there are some of you guys that's walking around talking about I can handle it, and you cannot. You cannot. You walking around, <laughs> you ain't on fire, but you hot. And you need to do a better job of checking sources of stimulation. I want to talk to the brothers just again. Some of y'all can't afford to have a smartphone. Your phone needs to be dumb. <laughs> needs to be dumb. Because dumb phones can't search. Why y'all acting like that towards me? I know I'm in the house. Dumb phones cannot search. Or, but, but Pastor, my job, it mandates that I have to have this smartphone. Well, you need a filter, player. You need an accountability filter. So, Jesus says, another is coming. So everything that I did, you can expect him to do. But you need to understand as well, the same things that limited my power will limit his. Th th this is the whole, I'm done, I'm done. This is the whole gist of the message. The whole gist of the message is what we started on almost two months, maybe more than two months ago now. The fact of the matter that we got a bunch of young people within our church that's actually walking away from the church and they're, they're, they're embracing a bunch of new age philosophy and teaching. And the reason they're embracing it is because these manifestations are real and they are actually working. Demonic, absolutely, but it's, it's happening. And we got the real power of the holy, I'm talking about the God of the universe living on the inside of us. And with it, I asked the question last week, what you gonna do with all that God? And here it is, young people looking at 
these manifestations when yours is capped. Take the cap off. Take the cap off. Take the cap off. Because it ain't just about you. Your babies need to see the power of God walking and I ain't even talking about your little gifts. I ain't talking about your little tongues. I ain't talking about your little prophesying. I'm, the, 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 your, your, your babies, your family need to see you doing things that they know you can't do within your own strength. Going places that they know you can't go within your own. I'm talking about doing things that you can't fake it. Because a lot of this little spiritual stuff, we can fake that. Can fake that. Give me a hand. I see that you ate something last night. It was food. <laughs> we can fake that. We can fake that. God said, I want to do something that the spectators, the skeptics, look at you and be like, I can't deny it. Some of y'all think y'all got haters. You ain't got no haters yet. You ain't got no haters yet. Because you ain't even did nothing that really calls for haters yet. When you got a hater, a hater just don't like you. A hater want to kill you because they can't come against what you're doing. Pharisees were real haters. They were like, man, shoot, we got to do something because these miracles are real. It's time for this real... God that lives on the inside of us to have full expression through this vessel. And the only way that he can do that is that you have to take the lid off, take the cuffs off, and stop grieving him. Let me make sure I'm done with the text. I'm done with the text. Is that it? Is that it? I got one more thought and then I'm out. Verse number four says, let me go back to verse number three, but among you there must be not be even a hint of sexual immorality or of any kind of impurity, greed, because these are improper for God's people, holy people. Verse 4 says, and I need you to hear this, nor should uh, there be obscenity, foolish talk, coarse jo joking. There's some of you, all your jokes offend him. <laughs> your, your, what, what you call playing, it, it offends him. Just that little foolish, ghetto, crazy talk you do sometimes. Slang talk that you kind of, you only talk this way when you get around these, this certain group of people. That foolish talk, I'm offended when you get there. Which are out of place, but rather you should have a, a heart of thanksgiving. All right. So this is what God told me to tell you today. There's some of you all, you need to, some of y'all start. Some of y'all need to increase your fasting. Because fasting is actually the tangible act of crucifying the flesh so that the Spirit of God can do what he wants to do. I'm good on the music. Y'all see how he's trying to push me to a close? I ain't done. I still got 45 minutes with the word. Some of y'all are like, uh-uh. <laughs> I'm good. Go play just a second, please. I'm almost done. But listen, this is what God told me. Some of y'all need to, like, you need to fast. 
Real talk, you need to fast. Hear the instructions. Hear the instructions. For, for some of you guys, you wake up about 5 o'clock, 6 o'clock. Some of y'all need to skip breakfast. Don't eat the 12 to 1. And that time, you need to spend some, 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 some time in, in prayer, talking to God. Then there's some of you all, breakfast, like me, I really don't eat breakfast. So I'm, I'm probably going to go to 6 o'clock. I'm going to go to 8 o'clock. Well, you know what? You ain't never fasted in your life. You don't need to do that. You don't eat breakfast, but you eat lunch around 12, 1. I tell you what, don't eat lunch this time until about 4 o'clock. Fasting, because this, this show got quiet up in hip-hop. <laughs> they got serious. They like, you was good talking about the little Holy Ghost. <laughs> I'm trying to challenge you how to increase power in your life. And it's not that fasting is the thing that provokes. Fasting, when it's done right, speaks to the mentality that I'm willing to do whatever it takes to crucify flesh so the spirit can have free. Does that make sense? Some of you guys need to fast. And then there's some of you all in here. It's not about fasting. It's about walking away from what he told you to walk away from. Jamie, what was that last song that you all sung? It was, what, what, were, the, what were the words? There it is. Take everything. Watch this. These two words here, they're different, but they're powerful. One says, I don't need it. One says, I don't want it. Now, for some of y'all, you know you don't need it. <laughs> Question, have you come to the place where you're saying, I don't want it? I don't, I don't. Everybody shout, I don't want it. That's the place of deliverance right there. It starts right there. And for some of you guys, some of you guys, the enemy is messing with your tongue where you confessing that I want it, I want it, I want it, I want it. And because your confession is I want it, I know I don't need it, but I want it. Because your confession is I want it, it actually gives you strength to go after what you want. God wants you to change your confession. Everybody shout, I don't want it. I don't want it. I'm just praying for the house because this is what God wants to do. God wants to do something amazing in this house collectively. He wants to do something amazing in your life individually. For you, sir, you, madam, you have to make the choice that anything in my life that's grieving him and that's stopping him from having free course, I'm saying, God, today, I do not want it because I honor and I value you more than these things in my life. Heads bowed and eyes closed all over this place. Come on and pray. Come on and pray now. Pray, 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 pray. Talk to God, talk to God, talk to God. Talk to God, talk to God. This is your moment, this is your moment. There are some of you all, there are some stronghold God wants to break, break today. It is breakable. The strength of the stronghold has actually been the strength of your own will, desiring it more than God. But there's something that's happening in your heart now that's, God is messing with the desire for him, and he's intensifying it. He's driving you to a place to make a choice to say, I do not want it. I've been knowing I don't need it, but God, I, I actually want you more. 
because I see, I see it, I see it now. You mean to tell me that I, I could have been walking in this power? I could have been experiencing this blessing? What, what I have experienced of you is just a, a drizzle of the outpouring that you want to give me? You healed a few sick folk, but you wanted to, you wanted to cause miraculous things to happen in the whole city? God, if this has been a blessing and there's way more, there are greater works. God, I want those greater works. So take, take it away. Everybody shout, Lord, take it from me. Take it, take it. Take it from me. Take it from me. Take it, take it from me, God. Take it from me, Jesus. God, there's somebody, God, that's crying out right now. And God, they are sincere. They, they are caught up in a, a, a web, in a trap. And God, they're tired because they know not only are they disappointing you, they're disappointing themselves. God, they're, they're, it's a better version of them within them, God, that desires to come out. God, take it from your daughter now. That attitude, that manipulation, take it now in the name of Jesus. God, that lust, take it now in the name of Jesus. That pride, that, that overambitious spirit, God, take it. Take it now in the name of Jesus. Because, God, we want you so bad. We want you. We want you so bad. We want you, God, unhindered, unaltered, raw, raw power, raw manifestation, raw drive in our lives. And I thank you for it now. Satan, we rebuke you now in the name of Jesus. Every, every foul spirit hey, that's been lying to God's people to make them feel and think as if they cannot overcome, as if their season is up, as if it is too late for them. The devil is absolutely a liar now. God, break every stronghold in the name of Jesus. And every hovering principality and power, God, break it now. Break, 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 break now. Free your people to your will. Free your people to your will. And God, we will, we will follow the pattern of Peter's mother-in-law. God, when you broke the fever, God, she got up and she got to work. God, if you break it, if you break it off of our lives, we, will, we won't just sit down and marvel in your work. But, but God, we're going to get up and we're going to work ourselves. We're going to work ourselves. We're going to work ourselves. So God, I thank you and I bless you for it now. Thank you that you're doing it. Everybody repeat after me. Say, Lord, I love you and I thank you for your word. I thank you for your display of power in my life. But God, I realize there's greater. Say, Lord, my desire is for you to have free course in my life. Say, Lord, this moment, reveal unto me any hindrance, anything that brings you grief, and give me the passion and the strength to walk away from whatever it is. And it is in Jesus' name. So, Father, you hear the words of your sons and your daughters that I believe many have prayed this sincere prayer that they want to know
If there's anything in them, God, that causes you grief, we're asking you to reveal it, change their desire concerning it, and give them the will to walk away. And it is in Jesus' mighty name.